But today we want to look at uh, Luke 19, verse 1 to 10. Okay. So Jesus entered Jericho and there was and he was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree, a fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today, Salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Amen. We welcome those that are viewing and those that are listening, even together with those that are present physically. We thank God this morning that he has brought us to this point. Uh, there is a time that we didn't know whether we will make it to December. But here we are. We have made it. We have reason to give God thanks. It's been a difficult year. Probably the second year being very difficult. I know we always say each year is difficult, but this one was extremely difficult. We lost loved ones. We lost businesses. We lost schools were closed. And we lost so many things. But one thing we haven't lost is Jesus. Amen. Amen. My name is Joseph Mutamwangi, or simply Brother Mutha. I like it by that. And people like Florence, yes, keep calling me Joe. That's okay. I love the Lord as my personal savior. Now, there's a, a leadership and uh, a trainer and, and writer called Stephen Covey. And what Stephen says is begin with the end in mind. <clears throat> so look at where you are going before you start your journey. You know, somebody else said that if you don't know where you are going, then anywhere is it and anyway we'll get you there because you are not even sure where you are going. Yes? So begin with the end in mind. Think about the things that, not the things you will do, First of all, think about where you want to be, whether it's 10 years from now, whether it's 20 years, or even after this life. Think where you want to be, and then that will show you which ways and paths and approaches that you make. 
And he also says that he also says that you should start from a clear head game and determine what you must do to get there. So let the end be very clear. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you are not clear with the end, then the things you do can be anything. You will be doing anything. Anything works. Anything goes. Whatever you say, I will do. Because you don't have a clear end. Then he also says, same Stephen Covey, that we detect rather than invent our missions and purposes. Huh, let's think about that. We have a mission. We have a purpose. And a lot of us ask, how do I know what is my purpose on earth? I agree with Stephen here that rather than trying to invent it, let me, I'm doing this so that I can be this. You know, let us detect what our purpose is. And those that are born again, you detect by prayer. You detect by reading the word of God. You detect by listening to prophecies. You detect it by listening to God, taking heed everything that God is saying, and then you can detect what your purpose and mission is. Now, there is a comedian who was our friend, or was our friend, because he passed on. And <clears throat> one time I asked him, how did you become a comedian? Comedians are people who make people laugh. And he said, he told me that there were a group of boys together, or young people, and then the other three gave their, gave, spoke to the people. They spoke something to the people and something that the people listened keenly. When it was his turn, he had nothing. So he simply looked at people, and people laughed. And then he said, I have nothing to say, and people laughed even more. So he knew his, that's where he started the gift of being a comedian. If I can say nothing and people laugh, Probably that's what I'm anointed to do. So from that time, he started just going to people and making them laugh. Sometimes by saying nothing and sometimes by saying silly things. I remember he joined us to go to missions and his role would be make people laugh, then we preach. So he played that role very well. He would make people laugh and joy, and then we he would usher us in, and then we would. So he was part of the team, the ministry team, but his role and his purpose was to make people laugh. And in the same manner, the phone, net, phone network detects where the network is. Your phone detects where the network is. And those of you who come from places that uh, Safaricom has not invested very much, you know that you still have to look for the network. You, your phone is nothing. It's a piece of uh, metal until you find where network is. So you have to detect it. You go, you go to places, you go to higher grounds, you go to fields. Sometimes you climb up trees 
and then you get network. In the same manner, that's how you detect your purpose on earth. But today we're going to, to talk about uh, a topic that I am calling losing dignity to honor and honor, losing your dignity and your honor for the sake of the kingdom honor. So there, there is some tongue twisting there a little, but it's your dignity and your honor that are getting lost for the purposes of kingdom honor. Let me suggest something. <clears throat> I, have, I have had people talk about others. Some time ago, people only used to talk about you when you die. So you never heard what people say. But I'm glad that these days, people are talking about people. They talk good things about you when you die. These days, I have seen or detected that people are starting to talk good things about you when you are still living. You know, it's so nice when people say nice things about you, isn't it? And you want compliments. Uh, not just when you die, but even when you are living, you want to hear compliments from people. I've had somebody say, this person visits, visited us in hospital and indeed he visits many people when they are sick. When he hears you are sick, or she hears that you are sick, they, she comes to see the sick. And I'm like, hmm, that's nice. But that's not me. I don't do it. And then I listen to another and says, this person is very concerned about people. Whenever he hears that somebody or learns that somebody has a problem or something, they get very concerned. I say, mm, that's nice. But is it you? Then I hear they support people. She supports children to go to school. She takes care of three, four people that are not even family. This person takes care of others. Oh, that's nice. But is it you? Some others say he provides time. He's ever there. Have something, he's there. And you say, that's nice. All of these are passing you. And you are asking, is that me? Will people say that about me? When I'm, think about when you are celebrating your 80th birthday. Hi, hallelujah, we will, yes? We will celebrate even 90, even 100. Yeah? When you are celebrating that, what do you want people to come, to come and say? Are you all quiet? Are you thinking? Okay, when you go home, you have more time to think. Think something and write it down. Don't show anybody, otherwise they will just read it to please you. They wanted us to say that she is merciful. So they will just read it because you wrote. So don't show anybody, but go and write down what you want them to say. And then check for yourself, are you doing things that will make them say that thing. So, and what I'm teaching you is to do a mission statement and then start to do a strategy so that your life has a purpose. 
there is something that you are aiming for. And then after 80th birthday, also write something and don't put it where you have put your will. Write something about what you want to say, them to say when you are departed. Isn't it appointed for a man to die once? Yes. What would you like them to say? But are you doing anything about it? You're just living. You're just living. So your story will be like those in the Bible, and he lived 80 years, and he had two children. That's about it. Unless you are writing your story now, then there will be no story. But there is another direction that I want to hear compliments from. And that is from heaven. And I want Jesus to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Hmm. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear Jesus say. And not just when I get to him up there, but even when I'm here, I want to hear, well done. A few things, a few well done's here and there, but then the big hug when I enter New Jerusalem, then I want to hear that you've done, you've been a faithful servant. Come in here and enjoy your master's happiness. If that's what you want to hear Jesus say, then there are a few things that you must do that that it may get to that. We will learn them in a few minutes. There was a rich young Laura. You know, it's difficult to say word, the word ruler. Yeah? Now, those of you that don't have a problem, God bless you. Those who have, you practice it, you'll see. So, this young ruler had the end in mind. And he saw himself in the kingdom of God. Okay? So he put the end in mind. And then asked Jesus, how can I enter the kingdom of God? Do, do you see? He, so he's seeing his end, and now he's asking the how. What path? What do I need to do? And where do I need to take what action? And Jesus now told him everything that he needed uh, to do. Now, the important thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Once you have known what you need to do, <laughs> those who want to lose weight, that's not me, at least not now. Uh, they, they, they set a goal, and then they know what to do. After you have set goals, and after you have known what you need to do, and I'm talking about your 50th birthday, your 60th birthday, your 70th, 80th, 90th, 100th, and even when you have left, departed, then keep the main thing the main thing. Okay? Let me repeat that. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Why am I repeating that? Because all of us make goals. And we even forget what goals we made last year. Because we were distracted. So the two risks 
against getting your goal or the threats to your goals are distraction and conformity, conforming. Those are the two risks that you have. Once you have set it, you have to take care of distractions. Distractions are things that you didn't even plan for them. But they come and take all your time. Uh, can I give you a quick example? Have you been to a wedding? At least that's a question you can answer. Have you been to a wedding? Have you forgotten that I talk, uh, we talk whenever I preach? We talk. You've been to a wedding. And have you sat down thinking that you are okay, you just want to enjoy? And then have they started to sing songs? Whether they are singing Mwanamberi or they are singing Mwogithi. And then before you know, you are in the group doing what they are doing. Hanini, hanini. Because what the crowd is doing is so pulling to us. Conforming is very close to a human being. You want to do what other human beings are doing. And therefore, once you get into that, by the time you remember that you had, uh, you had, uh, you are, your foot was swollen and you had promised yourself to just sit down, you have doubled the problem. There is my sister who wakes up and dances and she forgets that she has any problems. And then immediately after that, somebody has to take her and check when she needs to go to hospital. But she dances and sings whenever she gets to weddings and things like that. Anywhere there is joy. I think her gift is joy. I don't know why we didn't give her that name. Because we were not born. So the passage we read today can be retold. Let me retell it as a story. But I can call it Jesus, Zacchaeus, and the tree. Doesn't it sound like a good title? Jesus, Zacchaeus, and the tree. Once upon a time, come on, people. Once upon a time, you have no idea. You say time, time, time. Once upon a time, yes, that's how stories are told. Don't you know that older people don't tell stories? until they, you reply something. So once upon a time, God caused seeds to sprout in a valley <clears throat> near a town called Jericho. And those seeds grew into trees. And as time went, some of the trees dried down. But there was a few trees that didn't. And one of them was a sycamore fig tree. It grew until it was mature. And then another time, two parents got a child and named him Zacchaeus. And he grew, he did well in school, and he grew into a wealthy man. His job was a tax collector. 
And then Jesus was sent to this earth. And one day, after three years, Jesus had only one week to live. And in that last week, he promised himself to do only the things he must do. He had so many things to do that he could not do much. And so one day he was walking, the Friday before the week he was crucified, he was walking from Jerusalem, from Jericho to Jerusalem. And as we were going through that valley, there was a path that was well used by people. And now this man, called Zacchaeus, had always wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't for some reasons. One of them is that people didn't like him. Why didn't people like him? Because he was a tax collector. Does that mean we don't like KRA people? Let's be frank here. We are in church. Okay, we can tell them we love them outside. Let's be frank here. I, th I think that is not the problem. The problem was that taxes those days, you collect after you give the Roman government their share, the rest of it you collect and keep. And I think that's where you went and collected, you cheated, because later you see him saying, whoever I have cheated. So you start to cheat, you start to be unfair after that. So that's why people didn't like the tax collectors of those days. I think we love KRA, especially when, okay, that's not my story today. <clears throat> so this man was short, and that's all we learned in Sunday school. The Sunday school lesson was, what did we learn today? That Zacchaeus was short. That's it. Fine, good. It's okay to learn that. And people, people will emphasize your weaknesses. Did you know that? Did you know that people emphasize your weaknesses? I remember in school there is a guy we used to call Monoai. Just because he couldn't see with the other eye. Isn't that unfair? I remember one of the boys had a sickness and was a disease that was called whooping, whooping cough. I don't know if it still exists. <coughs> and so we called him Joroge Gui. Very unfair. Very, very unfair. We called him a dog. Joroge the dog. Just because he was sick. So people will know you by your weaknesses. And I'll talk about those weaknesses a little later. But I, I can't miss to tell you that when people give you those names, because you've been sick, they call you Rose, who has been always sick with this disease. And you tell them, that's not my name. I've, told, I've shared that before, yeah? And when you are in prison or in hospital, you say, that's not my home. I'm just passing through. When you have a problem, that's not what you are called. That's not where you live. You are only passing through. And that's how I beat all those challenges. I don't mind people saying that, you know, saying my weaknesses. I'll say that's not me, and that's not where I live. That's not my home. That's not who I am called by. That's not the banner over me. 
God's banner over me is my child. And his banner over us is love. Amen? That's what I know. This is all my song. This is my story. This is my song. The rest of it, I am passing through. Okay, so there is this Zacchaeus. And he was shot. And people didn't like him. So he could not go to where other people were seeing Jesus. And so this day, he decides to do something. He decides to give away his dignity and even his honor and do the unexpected. And he goes, because God sprouted that tree and grew that tree for a purpose, that tree may have been there many years, but remember it was waiting for God's appointed time to live its purpose. And whether that tree dried after that day, it doesn't matter. That tree also fulfilled its purpose on that day. You hear me? As long as you are in God's plan, one day you will fulfill your purpose. If you keep walking in God's plan and in God's path. And that day, Zacchaeus went to that tree and it was just for him, because those who climb trees, or those who have climbed trees, sorry ladies, I know you don't climb trees here, but those boys like me, most of you have climbed up trees. And you know the first thing to look for is the branches, because when you grab the branch, then you are up, okay? So this tree had low branches, that low enough for a short man like Zacchaeus. So God had put it on that path for a specific purpose on that day that Jesus was also passing that way. So, he lowers his dignity and goes up the tree. And Jesus comes around and the king of kings stops and sees him. And tells him to calm down. What you've prayed for will be done. Today, I'll be your guest. And from that day, Jesus went to his house. And Zacchaeus' destiny was completely changed. His path, his route was completely changed from that time on. Okay, that's the story some lessons, and then we are out of here. Number one, you don't know how charged you are until you are around a wide range of people. You will always think yourself great until you are in the midst of greater people. <clears throat> many, many of our languages have the, the, the saying that if you assess yourself, you always find yourself Better than most. Is it true? Uh, is that in all the, in most languages? That whoever assesses themselves always puts themselves at the top. Yeah? Okay. So the way to assess yourself genuinely is to have friends that are lower than you, friends that are of your class, and friends that are higher than you. So take height, for example. Walk with shorter people than you, then walk with people your height, but also walk with taller people. 
talking about business, walk with people who have smaller businesses than yours. Walk with people who have the business like yours, but also walk with people who have higher businesses. Education, the same. Do it. Don't have friends only who you think you are better than. Because in that case, you'll be up there, you'll be feeling like you are the best and you are at the top and you need not improve. The challenge is, until you are around people who have, better, who have things that you don't have, you won't even desire them. That's lesson one. Lesson two, you won't go out looking for your tree until you are humble enough to acknowledge that your view is challenged. If you are humble enough to know that, I'm not seeing everything. When I say height here, don't start looking at the stature, uh, how many meters tall, how many feet and inches tall. I'm talking about your ability to see, your vision. So when you hear people with greater visions than yours, then at that time, then you start to change your vision. To have, you feel challenged that your vision is so small that you looking at, you know, keeping, keeping one or two, that you are looking at one or two, uh, uh, um, those of us that are my age now, we talk about keeping goats and things like that, so forgive us. So I was going to say keeping two goats. I remember I look at the people in here, I see no one has goats here. <laughs> Probably only somebody, somebody seated here. So you, you know, you, you, want to, you want such a small thing until you hear people that want to own Kenya. Can you change your vision? Can you ask God that he gives you friends that are higher vision than yours? If you stay with the people that are, you know, if a, if a chicken stays with other chicken, they'll just be very happy laughing every day. <laughs> but once they see the, 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 the eagles flying, they will look up and say, hiya, hiya. That's the way you know that you have some weaknesses. And then your vision will be low. And until you have sat with those people, you wouldn't know that your vision is charged. Now Zacchaeus realized that he's not seeing everything. Why? Because he's, he stood near tall people. And he saw these people are seeing something that I'm not seeing. And so I need a tree. You need a tree. Ha. This is a little hidden. But you must, I must repeat it until you start to see it. You need a tree. All right. I know it's difficult to get. And you, I pray that the, the Lord will open your eyes to see that. Somebody one day will become your tree. Either somebody or something. You will see and understand, higher. the world is different. I can see this with a different vision now. All right, I'll go to lesson three. Position yourself correctly and do that ahead of time. You know, 
until you are in the path of God, in the path of God, where God is, <clears throat> let me try to put that sentence again. Until you are in the path where God is doing things, those things will not hit you. That means, if you spend your time doing other things but not in the presence of God, and then you are saying, God, you're inviting God into your path, into the things you are doing. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, I do the things that I see him doing. Okay? So he stayed on God's path. I remember there is one young woman. She was only 40 years old. She was single. <clears throat> and we were talking to single uh, ladies and uh, single young men with my wife in Uganda. And uh, she asked me, I'm 40 now, and I have a vision to get married. I know, and I believe, and I have all the faith that I will get married and have children. Well, I happen to have done some biology, and I knew after 40, you, there are not many years after that. However, I have also read the Bible, and I know God can still perform a miracle. So I have both answers for her. Yes, 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 my sister. In the next four years, you must get married and get children. But I also say, but God can do all things. Things that are not possible to men are possible with God. <clears throat> but I asked her an intelligent question. That's the, the third way. I said, how do you spend your day? She is very hardworking. She was the last person to live in the office, almost always. So it's after 7 or 6.30. She gets home by 8.30 or so, eats and sleeps. Following morning, she's back at work. And then on Sundays, she would be the one opening the church doors, and she would be the one closing them in the evening. And I looked at the life of that woman, and intelligently, you can see why she's not married at 40. And I told her that, let me tell you a story. <clears throat> there is a man who said his death, he wants to die by being hit by a train. People wish many things. Don't read people's wishes. I asked her, so when he wants to die, where does he go? To the train track. So I say that's your answer. I think she decoded it the following day because she came to see me and she was laughing the second day, not the first day. Because she, at the first day she thought I was saying she wants to die something, some way. Then she realized, oh, I mean, if you want to get married to a man, you must go where men are. Say, ah, now I understand. <laughs> and where unmarried men are, not where married men are. She understood, and now we talked. And now after that, every few months, I was asking her, this Sunday, did you get a time to go to the train tracks? 
and she would smile and not answer me. Then say, this weekend, what did you do? I went to a wedding. Well, there are trains. <laughs> That's how coaches and mentors do. Yeah, so I started coaching and mentoring her. So you must be, if you want God to talk to you, you must be in God's path. Don't waste your time inviting God. It's not a waste of time. But don't always choose to invite God to your path. That God, I'm going to Nyeri today. Or I'm going to Mombasa today. God, I invite that you send your angels this way. That God, you come and even minister to us. That's okay. I'm not saying that's a bad prayer. But I'm also saying sometimes pray that God, I pray that today I will be in your path. I want to go where angels are. I want to go where you are blessing people. I want to go where, go to God's path. On this day, Zacchaeus was on the path that Jesus was passing through. Remember, it's his last week. And he's not going off paths looking for people. He has a mission. And he's going straight to Jerusalem to be crucified. And on that path, he meets Zacchaeus. On the path. If you are writing, just underline that it is on the path. In the Bible, it says, and Jesus was passing that way. That passing that way is a very important word. Because Jesus was not going to Zacchaeus. Jesus was passing that way. So go where God is doing things. If you hear there's a crusade in the evenings, go there. If you are sick and you hear some man or woman who has a gift of healing, go there. Go where God is doing things. Don't invite God, God, come to my home this evening. That's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. But also wake up and go where Jesus is passing that way. Today, Zacchaeus has gone to that path. And Zacchaeus has found his tree. And so there is the fourth lesson. God creates our solutions before our needs arise. Say a, say a bigger amen. amen. It's us who take long to be aware of our solutions. Yes? But our solutions, our answers were created before us, before us. In my story, time, 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 seeds started growing long before Zacchaeus was born, yeah? So the tree was there growing and staying and becoming stable and having low branches until the day appointed for Zacchaeus to find his solution and jump up that tree. So solutions were created before problems. Solutions are there waiting for problems. Hmm, it doesn't sound okay. It is true. God knows the end from the beginning. He knows how the problem will be solved. When you pray, pray like somebody who knows God. Don't pray asking God, I don't know if God, you know, that since, uh, since I went to that place, he doesn't talk to me again. I don't know if God, you know. If I hear you praying that kind of prayer, 
We will lay hands on you and say, grow. Come to discipleship class. Understand who God is. He knows the answer. It's you to seek your solution. Seek your answer. Again, God creates our solutions long before our needs arise. Okay? Let me go to number five. <clears throat> it's your responsibility to find the tree that God wants you to climb for your answer. It's not the pastor's responsibility. It's not your mother's responsibility. It's not your father's responsibility. It's not your friend's. It's your responsibility to find your tree. Oh, no, but you know, sometimes the tree is very, you know, it's, a, it's a somebody very high-ranked. You know, I was wishing I could meet the minister and then find your tree. I think, <clears throat> I don't know who was here last time when I was here, standing here, but I give you an example of a problem that I had that the car I was bringing in was not to be registered because it had passed the years. And then I was told specifically the cabinet secretary has to sign to approve only the cabinet secretary rights to approve that kind of a car. So, if we did not have any faith in us, we start looking, how do we meet the cabinet secretary? We didn't even know who she was by name. But then, <clears throat> my wife, who was more spiritually aware than me, saw somebody passing through and said, this man can help us. We don't know him. We've never seen him. And my wife, you know, my, I told you before, my wife says some odd things. My kids agree with me, if you don't. <clears throat> I say, this man can help us. And we start following that man. And we told him what your names are. And our names is this and this. And you will help us to get this guy in. Let me not tell the story. I did tell you that we had tried doing that in Busia <clears throat> and we found where Satan lives. <laughs> By the way, we got it. We got it. Praise be to God. That man, we followed him and we told him, you are going to get this car registered. You have the authority. Say, no, it's the cabinet secretary. You know the cabinet secretary. Finally, he brought, the day he brought the letter, he said, you guys, here is the letter, it's signed. Yeah. It's for you to identify your tree. And Prophet Habakkuk says in those days, the just shall live by faith. Amen. These are those days when everything looks like a mountain, even to get food is like a mountain. Even to get to medical uh, attention is like a mountain. To get anything looks like a mountain, even when you are paying. Am I not paying? We went to pay to the city council. We, I don't know what were we paying. I think the rates. And we were punished the whole day. And we were asking, aren't we paying? 
So these are those days that the just shall live by faith. And who are the just? It's us. Why are we justified? Because of Jesus. Because of the price he paid. The blood of Jesus. <clears throat> that tree which you must identify will not likely be in your path where you used to go home to go to work. It will likely be in God's path. So as you pray, ask God, as I walk in your paths, may I find the tree that I need to climb. Number six, be aware a weakness could be the way for kingdom's glory. It could be a weakness that is in you. So don't only look for strengths and talents and gifts. It could be a weakness. And many people, they brought glory to the kingdom through their weaknesses. I want to remind you of a man that was born blind. And when uh, disciples asked Jesus, is it this man who sinned or the parents? And Jesus said, it's neither this man nor the parents. But he was born like this for the glory of God. That this day, appointed time, the Kairos time, this time when I am here, that the glory of God, those two meet. And no, I think he was growing up. So those two meet. Jesus is here, and the man has grown to this age, and this is the appointed time of God. Only that we don't wait for the appointed time of God. We want to go at our time. We want God to come our time. You know, there is, there is a song that says, I will not live here, God, until you answer this prayer. I'm praying for this, and I'm not living here until you answer that, that prayer. Hmm, who are you talking to? God? The God I know, you will go home. If you pray like that, yeah, it sounds faith. But you will go home. And tomorrow you say, God, yesterday I went home. Today I'm not going home until you answer this prayer. There is an appointed time. And you must seek for that appointed time. And at that time, you must be in the path that God is passing through. Jesus is passing this way. You must be there. Be present in God's path. When Lazarus died, Jesus said his sickness is not of death. The purpose of his sickness is not to die. The purpose of his sickness is to bring glory to God. Sometimes it's a pain. Sometimes it's a sickness. Sometimes it's lack of money. Sometimes it's rejection by parents, rejection by children, rejection by people who love you. Sometimes it's departure by people from your life, by people who love you. So it's, it's hard. It's painful. But sometimes that's the way to bring God's glory. Why that way? 
Don't worry. It's God's choice to, for you to glorify him. Remember Naaman? His disease also glorified God. And remember Naaman was also fighting with honor and dignity like Zacchaeus. That he didn't want to go to that river that he was asked to go to. But when he did, he was healed. So he also glorified God in that way. And remember his servants, especially that young girl who was at home that told him, hey, I know of a prophet. So you are there doing whatever you are doing, whether humble or elevated, but there is an appointed time even for your answer which you have been praying. That prayer that has not been answered will be answered someday. I don't want to say today. If, if the Holy Spirit tells me today, I'll say today. But that's not what he told me. He told me to tell you it will be answered. Amen. So, let's think about it. Consider it's honor to lose some dignity and honor for the sake of kingdom honor. We have felt comfortable in our places of work. We have felt comfortable at home. We have felt comfortable at school, comfortable with friends. But sometime you will have to be uncomfortable if God has planned a purpose for you to glorify him in that way. Disciples asked what will happen to them when they follow Jesus. And Jesus straight looked to the end. Remember we started this with have the head in mind. <laughs> but he started with almost frightening them. He quickly told them that on the way you will face temptations and trials and persecution and rejection. And then said, and then you will overcome. And later he tells them, have hope. I have overcome the world. Amen. And never let your dignity or your ego keep you from your solution. Naaman didn't. Even Saul, called Paul, didn't. He gave up his dignity to serve Christ. And Peter and John, remember they said that we are honored. When they were flogged, they said they are honored to suffer dishonor for honor's sake. All right, so sometimes it will be. So I want you to begin your transformation. And not to begin, but to continue supporting your transformation as God keeps you, as God takes you through sanctification. Support it. Be in God's presence. Sometimes it will mean climbing up a tree. Zacchaeus went up the tree to start his journey of destiny. And Jesus used a tree also. But Jesus was lifted on a tree to complete his journey. Saul was 
brought down his beast when he was going on his business and was ashamed to give glory to God. As you look for your tree, consider to be somebody's tree. I want you to think about that. Don't go home only looking for your tree. Consider to be somebody's tree. Remember I told you, have the end in mind. Is there a person you wanted to say, I was lost? You want to say, I was lost until I met her. I didn't know why I was born until I met him. I wandered around doing business like I'm stopping my tongue from saying the word I wanted to say. <laughs> I wanted to say like an idiot. <laughs> and I said, let me, I'm in charge. So I was doing business like somebody who knows no business ideas until I met this man. This man explained to me how to do business. Are you willing to be somebody's tree? That somebody can say, they suffered until they met you. Are you looking for a day when Jesus will say, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Are you looking for that day? And you feel like you have struggled You've not found your tree. You've not found your vision. You are in the wilderness. But God says, keep your trust. Keep your faith. That's what Paul said, that I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. And now he could see his crown being prepared for him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. <clears throat> we do not know exactly why you wanted to teach us this. But one thing we know is that we came to your path. God, we believe that there is somebody who has found an answer to their prayer this day. God, we believe there is somebody who has met their tree this day. But God, we also know there is somebody who will start to let down their dignity and honor for the sake of the kingdom. We know there is somebody that will change their lives from this day. Holy Spirit, we are praying that you will continue to counsel and to show people their, their ways, the ways they ought to follow. Sometimes we've done business, we did not get solutions. Sometimes we have done jobs again and again and again, year after year, year after year, there is no promotion. Father, we are praying that you may show us our destiny. God, there is a day that's appointed for us. There is something that is appointed for us. There is a purpose for our lives. Father, when shall we meet this? We are praying that we shall not pass by our solution, that we shall identify it. Sometimes it may be camouflaged. Sometimes it may be hidden. Sometimes it may be disguised. 
Sometimes it may come in a person that we don't honor. Father, help us to identify where our solutions are. We've prayed to you. We have cried to you about problems that are affecting us. And we believe that you have solutions here. Open our inner eyes that we can see Jesus. Open our inner eyes that we can see the solutions that you have sent our way. God, we pray that the church shall not continue to suffer this way. There is somebody here who doesn't know what to do next. Next, even today, they don't know what to do. God, we are praying that your hand, your mercy will come down and you will show that person what to do. Just make a way, make a path for that person. As the church, we are asking you, God. Father, we are praying that our homes are blessed. Father, we are praying that the schools we go to are blessed. Father, we are praying that the jobs we go to are blessed. Father, we are praying that our businesses are blessed. As you have already spoken about our blessings, you said they are there in the city, but they are also there in the villages. You said that our, 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 our blessings will even run faster than we, we do. May we see our solutions today. May we see our blessings today. May we identify them. Forgive us if we have passed by our tree, oh dear Father, that we didn't climb on. Either because we felt we are more dignified than that, or Father, because we just didn't see, or we didn't realize that we were weak. Father, help us. And from this day, let us continue on the path of our destiny as strong people. Prophet Daniel, as Daniel confessed, that people who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Go forth, church. Do exploits for God this week. Amen.